any screen shares today. I should. Okay. I should be screen sharing all your yeah, I just, I just videos that you sent other than Adam dancing, but I don't. Yeah, uh, sorry, not today. Yeah, no dice. See how night's game goes. <laughs> <laughs> any predictions no for tonight? Before we get started, any predictions for tonight's game? Just curious. I don't know. I'd like to know how Vancouver's feeling coming into this. It's like, yeah. well, that's what they do with Edmonton. What are they going to do with us? Yeah. yeah. Well, and that would be my concern too, is that, that Keith really pushes the fact that, listen, these guys are going to be ready to play a real team. So let's make sure we provide them with a real team to play. You know, that's, that would be my take if I'm the coach. But, I do predict yeah. though that Matthews will score tonight. Yeah. Just don't hit cruise control, you know, keep control of the pedal. If someone had to put me on the spot now and say, who's going to score Matthews or Jason Spezza, I wouldn't know who to choose. And that's how confident I am in Jason Spezza. I love Jason. Anyway, on that note, let's get into the podcast, guys. Welcome to episode six of the Deke Snipes LA podcast. Uh, Your hosts, Kylie Murren, Ryan Gates, and Chad Newman. So, so guys, this is our, well, like I said, episode number six. Uh, So it'll be a short one. We just finished a three-game set with the Edmonton Oilers at West. Big road trip. Sweep. Big old sweep. All over the media. This is not new news to anybody, but it was it was absolutely incredible to watch. I've never seen Leafs hockey like it in my tenure as a fan. So it's uh, when people say I don't get too excited, I refuse. I'm going to get too excited because I don't get a chance to see it like this often. So no. I'm too excited. Yeah. I don't I'm know if you guys seen the I don't know if you guys seen the post that I made on my personal Facebook today, but that was me being telling everybody the same thing like just let us enjoy it please yeah. just yeah. once like yeah. in all of our years of or at least my 30 years on this earth i've never got to experience this with leaves hockey i mean back in what 93 when i was three was the last <laughs> time they won a playoff round or you know like it's just <laughs> let me enjoy it <laughs> last real legit shot they felt like they had yeah i mean Right, like just let me freaking enjoy it. Stop saying, "Oh, wait till you get to the play- to the playoffs." I'm like, well, oh, my biggest annoyance, I mean, biggest annoyance currently is, oh, they're only this good because they're in the north. I, it's it's absolutely, I I agree to a point. The north is not a particularly strong division, but no. it was Connor McDavid, right? We're not talking, you know, what a hard trophy winner next to winner and. And it's not like, oh, well, they won three games or they won three games handily. They kept the boys off of the score sheet. One of one Exactly. The- not it's bad enough that they beat them three games because nobody would have suspected this. Nobody. But then to keep them off the score sheet, literally, well, both Connor and uh, Leon for three games. It's just yeah. Well, I mean that, nobody, that first game you where, money on that. where where McDavid went down dash three minus three. I like looking back at the three goals and looking at how he was just a mess. And and I love McDavid. And I'm not one of these guys who say, Oh, McDavid's junk. That's that's just ridiculous. But no, like he's... he 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 was trying to shoulder a lot of the load and got caught out a few thought a few times and, and he got he got beat by players who played him at, at certain like I mean Zach Hyman shouldn't be deacon around Connor McDavid. That happened in last night's game. I mean it just shouldn't happen, but it happens. It's overwhelming for them, right? It's like they yeah. just had an answer for everything. They had all areas covered. Edmonton didn't play that bad, and Smith he played okay, but I mean, it was just there was no contest. Bought a third game. They just had it all figured out. Every yeah. single person that I said, hey. nothing. All right, so you brought up go- you brought up Smith, Chad. What about our goalies? What are you thinking? I mean, one goal in three games, and Which the only one, one? scored. On- Number one <laughs> starter. 
Choose your goalie. Yeah, we have uh, three right now. Okay, let's let's do it like this then. Chad, you take Freddie. What do you think? Uh, I think he played solid. I think he played real big. He still had to make decent saves against some real threatening players. And I hope, you know, I probably said it just in a couple of podcasts ago, but after he was out and he had shutout number one for Hutch or uh, Campbell, then shutout number two for Hutch. I, I hope Dubas is like calling against St. Freddie. Let's get this signed. This is the time. Yeah. You know, we, we do have options, but we'd rather well, have you as number one. So how about give us another two or three years, four I years, feel maybe. Like, I feel like after that, because I, I had that same thought, actually, I was like, oh, shit, like this might actually mean that I know it was only a couple of games, but knowing that Hutch and Campbell can do that. I yeah. mean, well, listen, it just, it just makes me feel like Freddie's he's gone. Like so if they can see what they're doing, they could use those leverage or they can come to him and say, Hey, 100%. do you want to be the number one guy and be a part of this? Do you see what we're doing? Yeah. What's more important yeah. to you? A few extra bucks in the bank or do you want to make a legacy? Exactly. What do you want? Cause well, we don't, thing we is, don't technically need doing. you right now. Small like, sample size or not. Anytime that two backups behind you post consecutive shutouts against the second, third place team in your division that has Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on it, it doesn't yeah. help your case any to to go into negotiations. So um, he's got some good pressure behind him and it's good competitive pressure. And I think that's partially why he played so well as he did last night. I think that he's like, okay, let's do this, you know? Well, I'll put it to you this way. Here he is in net last night versus Edmonton. That's likely probably your best destination right now. What side do you want to be on? What part of the what side of the ice do you want to be on here? What are you going to make an extra million or two with the Oilers? And that's the team you got, or do you want that team in front of you? Yeah, what one do you want? So he had a good look at that, and this is probably his best option. If you want to play with McDavid, or do you want to play with a full team? Yeah, yeah. it's there for you, man. I I I don't I don't believe he doesn't want to be a Leaf. He's had he's had a, an incredibly successful career thus far as mm-hmm. a Maple Leaf. But uh, I, I just think it's a matter of putting pen to paper and getting a number that works both sides that that uh, Dubas and Shanahan can come to a, a terms with. Like six million bucks, for example, would be kind of where I'd be sitting with it, and hoping that Fred was sitting the same way. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm gonna throw it over to Miss Kylie. What do you think about Mr. Campbell aside from his dreamy eyes? <laughs> no, I didn't say that. You must right? have said that. <laughs> honestly coming back from injury and i felt like he would i think he was kind of rushed into it honestly um i don't know if i i don't know how it works i mean in those situations i assume it's not just like the player is like i'm ready and then they're like okay strap him on but like i'm sure there's like you know protocols and whatnot and tests that he that they go through to be cleared but i don't think he was 100 percent but that doesn't mean he didn't play a hundred percent because he mm-hmm. he was awesome he, he was. i mean they, they didn't have a lot of high quality chances i would say but there was a couple times there, i think was it campbell's game because i mean all the games kind of you know blend together um was it campbell's game that they came out i know last game they did but was it campbell's they came out like in a fire drill that first period again or the first few minutes again well, I, they tried. I think it was, uh, was it all three games really all three but, games probably but Cam- honestly, Cam- yeah. campbell faced it pretty pretty rough early on he did. I feel like, yeah, I, I want to say he did. They pressured. Hutch yeah. had Hutch oh, had Hutch had the bigger saves. Hutch made like some some 
They had some quality, there was quality scoring chances. One point he he kind of stretched his leg out, and I was like, oh shit, like that might that might be bad. But anyway, he got up because it kind of looked similar to what Campbell had done to himself like a month ago. But anyway, yeah. Hutch got up and he done. I well, I know we're not talking about Hutch right now. We're talking about Campbell, but mm-hmm. I mean, both of those thunder. guys. So I'll go. I, sorry. Okay, let me ask Ryan. How do you feel about Hutch? Michael Hutchison might be the greatest uh, Maple Leafs goalie of all time. Third string goalie. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, okay, I'll go with that. I mean, I I was just, I I mean, I've been I've been pro Hutch all year. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. and anybody with with a, with a set of eyes and a, and a sensible hit on their shoulders can say the guy is playing better than a third string goalie should. Um, he's at least NHL backup capable. That's not even a question in my mind with what he did in Colorado in the playoffs, what he's shown us so far this year, but what he was able to do. In my mind, of the three games, the most impressive goalie performance was Michael Hutchison, uh, just because of the quality of early scoring chances. I mean, they all had mm-hmm. scoring chances, but yeah. Hutch really shut the door early, set the tempo, and then the boys came out and did their thing, and the rest is history. Yeah. Um, the, the, the defense was stellar in front of Hutch, but that still didn't limit a, a couple of good dashes by when McDavid breaks an over the line and gets behind your defenseman, and it's the only thing between the net and McDavid is Michael Hutchison. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit nervous. Anybody should be. Especially after last year. That was the whole Riley play that was shown many times. Hutch was in net that game. Of course. And so, you know, you're not exactly comfortable with that, but then he shuts the door twice early in the first period, in the Mm -hmm. first 10 minutes on McDavid. The boys turn around, go back the other way. They score. Uh, No, I I couldn't be happier with Michael Hutchison. I always knew he was capable goalie. He played played here on the rock with the ice caps for a little while. We've seen him in action. He's he's a capable goaltender. He played well in Winnipeg. He posted posted a great save percentage in Winnipeg. Uh, It's just he had a bad run, and I've seen a a really interesting graphic today showing where Michael Hutchison's uh, workload versus scoring chances and all that kind of stuff came in, and his chart was just ridiculous. He wasn't put in a position to succeed. No, I, me, me and my boyfriend had that conversation. It must have been during the Hutch game. And I said, the only issue with Michael Hutchinson and the Toronto Maple Leafs, we'll say last year, was confidence. There was absolutely no confidence in Hutch. And Hutch had absolutely no confidence in the defense standing in front of him or the team in front of him. And it was almost like when Hutch went in net, they were just like, yeah, we're doomed, boss. Like, let's just pack it up, get through tonight. And you know what I mean? And okay. Yeah, I feel I like uh, that's just my opinion anyway, but I feel like this year, I don't know if it was his little stunt in Colorado that the boss were just like, okay, like, okay, maybe we didn't give him a fair shot. I don't know. Cause I mean, I ain't there, but at least from the eye test, at least that's how yeah. I feel it is. And he has no, that confidence. And I never looked at what he changed he, or if he changed anything. Cause I know like to me, he looks the same. He lost. Me. After leaving St. John's, like the Ice Caps and going to Winnipeg, I kept following the team. Like, oh, I still follow the team because of that. Um, he was supposed to be the number one. Hellbuck supposed to be two. And Steve Mason was in there somewhere. Somewhere on the lawn, Hutch completely fell off a cliff. And I don't know what happened. He had a hard time coming back. And it reminds me of what happened to Dubnik. Mm-hmm. And I remember watching him play for Hamilton down here against the Ice Caps. And I was like, man, great, dude, great terrible. Yeah, he said he was terrible. And uh, my brother's a huge Oilers fan, so as well. Like I watch a lot of Oilers with him. And uh, didn't Dubnik win a Vesna after that? Yes. Well, oh, when he came back, high in the voting. Yeah, when he came back from Minnesota. If I'm not mistaken, he 
I could be totally wrong here, but I think he had a goalie coach that came in at Arizona somewhere and he changed his some kind of head trajectory thing where it's kind of like what Carey Rice does. He's always in position, looks boring, but the mm. puck just always hits him. Now, and next thing you know, he comes back on his and like on a he never even played a full season and won a Vesna. Yeah. And he came back. So I wonder well, if now, I just do it. Let's let's not forget before we get too ahead of ourselves and talking about what a genius Kyle Dubas is, they didn't even bring Hutch into play. He was supposed to be the fourth string goalie who was going to yeah. be exposed for an expansion draft. Exactly. So right. the fact that they got a guy who's putting up a 950-ish save percentage is found money. That's just dumb luck. Now you got to be good to be lucky. That's not that's not that's not a new a new catch. You gotta make the saves, yeah. So obviously, you know, Dubas knew what he was getting. He was getting a capable goaltender. But I don't think when Dubas signed Michael Hutchison, they had any intentions of playing no. him against Connor McDavid. Well, brought him back, really, ever again. So yeah, I think I think question. it was a. It's just something that just kind of fell in our lap, <laughs> and I'm all about it. I just think it's. I just, I, I'm a sucker for a success story. Certainly a bounce back, especially yeah. when yeah. all the fans Me were taking on him. Like I'd like yeah. like if Martin Brinson comes back, I'd like for him to score a Hattie in his first game. <laughs> but <laughs> that don't mean I want Martin Brinson to come back. No. All right. Yeah. Our way. But Same my but my point is, I I really I'm a sucker for a success story. Guys who overcome yeah. the adversity and, and get it done. Uh, who oh, go ahead. I said, who doesn't like an underdog? I just want to throw out there really quick, guys, because I have it in front of me, but I got his career stats. And just looking at his save percentage alone, I'm not looking at anything else. He's been in, well, I mean, the the stats here go back as far as 2006 when he played for the Orangeville Crushers, whatever Mm -hmm. that is, okay? But I want to say, so that goes right back to 2006. There was only one Sorry, I'm still counting. I'm going endless. Two, three times that he was below a 0.90 save percentage. Three years of his entire career. One was with Leafs last year. <laughs> yeah, well, actually, um, they had him here. One of them was, to, yeah, 1920 with the Leafs. He had a 0.886, of course. Yeah. With the Marlies, he had a little bit of a better one. Um, but then went with Colorado, he was a 0.944. Yeah, yeah. That's where that's where he's sitting now, currently. I mean, he, just lights out. He only got in a couple games, but like keep keep well, keep in though. mind the, the league the league average an average goaltender in the in the NHL, which is great to have. If you have an average goaltender, you have a chance at making the playoffs. Yeah, yep. Is a is a yeah. point is a point nine one. Is a, this year is a point nine oh seven is what the league average sits at currently. Mm-hmm. So the general rule is 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 point nine one, nine ten, and so our. Our three goalies are above nine ten currently. I do believe, and all the two yeah. the two backups are nine fifty ish. Like it's, it's yeah, just I'm stupid numbers, right? Sure uh, unsustainable right. numbers. No, but unless you're Vasilevsky. <laughs> okay, let's not go loving on Vasilevsky too much. We got to beat him later. Yeah, um, yeah. that's enough goalie talking. love, actually. Um, let's uh, let's mix it up. Let's talk about our bottom six because that was that game was all. Is that actually a game? I call it a game because it feels to me like the three games were just one game. You know, the, the team yeah, was so know, consistent. They I, scored the same super, kind of goals. Like a mini playoff series to me. Yeah. yeah. It, it was such it was such a great thing to watch as a fan. Yeah. There, was, there was consistency. I've never seen consistency like it before. Let's talk about the bottom six. Uh, first and foremost, the best line for most of the time they're on the ice, the fourth line. What are you guys thinking? Well, let's even call it the fourth line. It's like the Spezza line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? Let's, let's get rid of the Exactly. Listen, yeah. it's the same. I don't know. It's Spezza's line. He owns his own line in the he league. He runs though. that line. He controls it. He and yeah. nobody else got one. It's, he's all ours. <laughs> you want, want, a, want a cool stat? I love stats. 
I do yeah. love good Jason day. Spezza has played 81 games as a Toronto Maple Leaf. You want to hazard a guess as to how many points he've scored in 81 games? Okay, okay. 81 games? Mm-hmm. I'm going half a point at least. I'm saying half 40 point? at least. 40? At least. Uh, yeah, I'll go with it. I'm, I'm going to go between 40 and 50. I'll go 45. He scored 40 points as a Toronto Maple Leaf. And he's only averaged in 81 games, he's averaged 10 and a half minutes per game and put up oh 40 God. points, averaging 10 oh and a half God. minutes. That frigger, Mike Babcock, only friggin' benched him. Years old. Healthy scratched him. I, I can't. I can't. Like, uh, Well, Spets is dialing the clock back. He didn't play this well when he was on a $6 million deal in Dallas. No. He's dialing the clock back. He's playing for his home team. He's playing with a great, great supporting cast of players. He played on the second line for a good while in Dallas and didn't didn't have this kind of production. That's so right. it all depends who's surrounding him. 100%. Like like I've been saying, well, like Sagan's in it, you know. Sagan's will, pretty good. Ben's pretty good. Yeah. I will I will die on the hill True. saying that like that uh my Hutchinson. <laughs> Jason Spezza <laughs> is the most underutilized player currently in the NHL. The pundits will say, ah, but Ryan. If your team is winning in the first place, is he truly underutilized? Which I would say, yes, because I'd still like to see him score more goals. <laughs> but they're, yes. they're correct. If if we're winning and in first place, and they can do it, and he's putting up points by only playing ten points, ten minutes per game, then yes, he's being utilized properly. Uh, I I, I, I do think that when the time comes, crunch time comes, he will be lean on heavier. I think they're sparing him now because they got that luxury. Same yeah. thing they should be doing with Freddie. I mean, there's no need for Freddie when we're up at the top of the league by a country mile. He should be playing all the games. It's just silly. He's going to hurt himself. There's no need of it. I'll tell you what, though. The extra skill that goes with the fourth line is when you're sitting on that bench and only playing and you're sitting on that bench, I mean, you're almost cold going on every shift (laughs) and you're expected to, like, I don't think you're not expected to have production if you're going in cold. You're just going in there to play the role, get possession, get it in, get a face off and put the first line on. Okay, but Jason Spence has taken it as if he's, he's playing that every shift like it's a first line shift. Not everybody can do that. I mean, not I say not everybody. Hardly anybody can do that on a fourth line. And maybe that's his prime spot. Maybe that's his sweet spot because you look he's at defensemen. Playing, he's playing against shittier players. Let's, let's yeah, hundred percent. And but if you look at like defensemen and the stats, God, I'll go back to enough days when he was Please overworked. Yeah. They show the stats when he played over twenty-four minutes, and that's when everyone's like, "Oh, enough is crap. He's crap at the end of the game. You can't rely on him." Man, the dude was overworked. You played him less than 24 minutes. They say when he played 22 minutes a night, man, that dude was a stud. And yeah. it was just time and place. But maybe it's the same thing with Spezza. His age right now and his, you know, he has that plan in his head as he's sitting on that bench the whole time. He hops on, he goes. He knows what he's doing. He knows he's only out there for 30, He uses you know, every second. 30, 40 seconds. Well, I mean, like Jason Spezza, while everybody complained, oh, you know, his knees and he's not quite the speedster, but he was never a speedster to begin with. That's my argument. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? He was never fast to begin with. He well, was Thornton's on the first line, man. Yeah, I mean, I, that's just such a, a washed up, sorry excuse for, for, for a topic is to talk about Jason Spezza's foot speed. Uh, last time I checked, he was keeping up with Jimmy Vesey, who's uh, half his age. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, um, I want to bet Jason Spezza's probably faster than John Tavares. <laughs> like, and, and John Tavares and is, is, no, is no speedster. He's not fast at all. No, He's more strong on the puck than he is like fast. Like, try to knock him off. He's but not also really, with Spezza, to go with Spezza and that thought that he just had there, um, the thing is, with Spezza, when he has a puck, though, he's going to control the speed. So it doesn't matter how fast you're. If you're, exactly. if he has it, and everyone's following him, I mean, it doesn't okay. matter. So he knows how to use it. 
going to throw you one more name and then we'll get away from our bottom six topic. Uh, top line ability, bottom six forward, Zach Hyman. How are you How are you feeling with Zach Hyman on that third line? I think you can – I don't think you can call him a top or bottom. He's just whatever you want. He's the utility doesn't guy. matter. The greaser. Yeah. Every team is drooling over Zach Hyman right now. Just add that to the list of the things that Edmonton needs. You need my, that grinder. My biggest issue, I'll say, with Zach Hyman is that he's a UFA at the end of the season. That's my biggest issue with Zach Yeah. <laughs> and it's the fact that he's an unrestricted free agent, meaning he can do whatever he wants and That's he's free to go. But I mean, he's a hometown boy. He's not, I really don't think he's the type of player who would actually take a discount this day. Well, he don't need the money. If you're a middle six forward and you're a UFA, you're not looking to leave the Leafs. You're looking to come to the Leafs. That's the kind so. of team you want to play for. His friends yeah. are there now. His, yeah. He's living at, basically at home with his mom and dad. Yeah. I watched, I watched he, grew, he just had a downtown. baby. Yeah. You don't want to uproot his family now just having a new baby and everything. You know, like, no. It's- I watched an episode of, again, I'm being a podcaster. I also love watching podcasts. I watched a great episode of the Connor Carrick podcast, The Curious Competitor, uh, just a couple of days ago. Shout out to Connor Carrick. We'll get you on the show someday. If Take not, just mention, just, just mention our show on your show. I'll be happy with that. Um, but no, the Curious Competitor is fantastic. Connor Carrick, aside from being a fantastic hockey player, he's a great host. Amazing. And he had Hyman on for an episode, and it's like 10 months ago, so it was pre, pre this season. But he goes into, into great detail about just how happy he was to become a Toronto Maple Leaf. Just by dumb luck. He, I mean, he had no yep. saying where he was going, and, and they traded for him. Which, as much as we hate on Babcock, that was a Babcock that was a Babcock hiring. He he watched he watched uh, Hyman play in his last year of college on the wing with yeah. one Dylan Larkin, and because yeah. uh, everyone was scouting Larkin that year, and Babcock said, "No, nope, that's the guy you want. You want it's that a coach's guy. dream." Yeah. yeah. So uh, not only not only is he you know the enforcer that he is, but while he's out there, man, he's just going a hundred and fifty percent the yeah. entire rich clone said in there that crazy physical test that they have with the Marlies. it's always between like they're always one and two mm. yeah not they are workout freaks yeah it's funny because they, like, they touched on that on the curious, curious competitor as well because carrick wanted to hear that he was there right? yeah i mean i watched his instagram great. videos with ian mack and that's just yeah, I can't but, even understand. but apparently the following year, uh, Hyman won it from Carrick, right? Kind of took the yeah. belt. So it was a big competition nice. among the, the, the athletic guys, right? And uh, yeah, no, Hyman's Hyman's a beast. But he, he talked yeah. in depth about about becoming a player that everybody would want. That if you're not going to be the greatest goal scorer, you got to be the greatest 200 foot player. You got to be the guy who's willing to do things other players are not willing to do. Go into corners, get in front of net, dirt it up. And he said, oddly enough since he started doing the things that goal scorers don't do, he started scoring goals. Yeah. So there's, there's a, there's a formula there that seems to be working for Zach Hyman. The opportunities will come. And then the right places doing the right things. Anybody who's watched this podcast have heard me rip on the third line, not so many episodes ago. And I was going to bring watched. that up because I watched it again today. And you were yeah. like, our third line is just stinky. Putrid. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was bad. Putrid. That was the other it, one it, you put, used. Putrid is the word I like to use for that particular Love combination. It. <laughs> but you, you throw Zach Hyman there with Engvall and Mikheyev instead of Kerfoot. Oh, what a absolute and then insane they turn one. Kerfoot up with JT and Willie. It's just yep. perfect. Like who would have known that's all they had to do is switch those guys. It's the smallest thing sometimes, man. Literally, look at it. I mean, right Engvall was fantastic. Perfect. I'm going to give the last three games Engvall like 
that's the angle mm-hmm. I became a fan of. And he's yeah. back to yeah. doing it. And I saw how they yes. asked him about Keith and he said, you know, when he criticizes you, that's what he wants you to do. So you best do it, you know, like that, I take that as a good thing. Well, Ray Ferraro is famous for saying it. If uh, if you want bread, you go to the store. If you want goals, you go to the net. And he's yeah. going to the net yeah. like, like a madman here the last two or three games. It's good to see he hasn't been rewarded yet, but he will. I mean, well, he, he's he's in the right spot to score, and he's with guys who can get him the puck. So I feel I'm, like you're you're literally explaining Jimmy Vc right now because Mikheyev. everything you just said and Mikheyev, everything you just said about um, Hyman could almost even go for Vc this last game or two, or not Hyman. Sorry, you were talking about Engvall. Um, Mikheyev. Mikheyev. But anyway, yes, you know what I'm trying to say is he was okay, just in right. He was in, yeah, what do you mean? He was in the right spot at the right time, both times last night. And like I said to my boyfriend, I said, anybody could have scored that goal, but not really though, because it was just like, I feel like he paid his dues. You got to be there. You got to know to be there. He, he, even though, like, I've been trying to watch him the last few games, you know, because I've been shitting on him a a bit. I have, 100%. But not not wrongly. No, well, he doesn't do anything great. But he doesn't do anything really bad either. You know what I mean? Like there was a couple little, you know, things here and there that you'd say, oh shit, why did you just do that? My, but my only knock on like VC as a player, the, the one thing that stands out to me that he doesn't do well. I mean, he does a lot of things, uh, what I would say acceptable. He, he can obviously shoot the puck. He, he knows what he's doing with it. The one thing I think his, his, the major knock on Jimmy VC is when he gets the puck in his, in a defensive posture. So if he's looking to break the puck out, move it to another forward, he seems to handle it like a hot potato hot potato yep. he like he he has that, that again that, that that moment of unclarity where he's like i gotta move mm-hmm. this right now and he just he makes a pass to somebody who's not really there he'll make a pass a little bit late yeah and i i, but, I think that's just a mental game yeah. i think that he's been getting inside of his own head a bit so maybe he can clean that up but that's really my only knock on him like proper knock I agree. um earlier the season was please put the puck in the net you're embarrassing me uh but uh you know he got off that that schneid last night so i'm gonna give him another 10 games grace period and show me what you got kid do something but keith must have some confidence in him though Go ahead. yeah he, he must. Keith must he yeah. never sat him he everyone's like never he's taken about him time out. for him to scratch it went all the way down to the fourth line next thing is up in the box and well, keith never done it this no. is the, this is the thing keith has this awkward advantage on us where he gets to see the players in practice oh, man. Right? Yeah. he gets yeah. to see yeah. jimmy Vesey go up against austin matthews why haven't they let GSC in there yet? We should have, like, you know. I know, right? I'll send an email. I will send an Come email. Come on, do better. All right. Get on that. To, let's send a GoPro to Kirsten Shilton and just, like, you know. Just get her to strap it on her head. We're, we're, name, we're, name, we're name dropping. This is the, the episode six, the name drop episode, where we drop as many yeah, names apparently. as possible. We'll just tag well, everybody's name. My first stop. She's always at the ring, yeah. so that's... I love her. Oh, she's my, too. I love her, too. She's my first Twitter search every morning. Same here. Good for her. Yeah. Maybe we'll get her on someday. You never know. We'll, we cool. will reach it at some point or another. Yeah, never know. Um, I don't know. Is that enough talking about the game, guys? I mean, we, we covered off a few, uh, what I would consider key points of the, of the series. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. We, as a podcast, we've been kicking around the idea of rolling out a couple of segments to include in our podcast. Something a little more routine that we kind of include, no matter what we're talking about, unless we've got a guest a on. Of course, features. that's different. Yeah, yeah a little feature. Um, so... Our lovely lady here, she's, uh, we jokingly uh, chat often, the three of us, about hockey, not on camera. 
and Kylie has this massive ability to go off topic. It's 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 uncanny. <laughs> I've never actually met anybody like it. Uh, so we've decided to create a little segment called Off Topic with Kylie. Um, so I'm just gonna throw it over to her and see what she's got. What like what what's on your mind? Well, Maybe not know. on. Yeah, like we, I can we, I can start with like the good Netflix shows I've watched lately. You know, mm. but I no not. <laughs> um, watch the Sinner though; it's really good. Um, but the, the Sinner. Sinner yeah it's on netflix it's, it's really good it's kind of like a crazy show but it's it gets you addicted where it's like oh my god i gotta watch the next yeah. one here she goes it's really good yeah, yeah. but anyway the off topic <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but no i did want to bring up i, I did want to bring up because it is off our topic because our topic is always leaps usually but um carrie price and mm. everything that's been happening with him in the media the last couple days i mean i'm not <clears throat> obviously i'm not a Habs supporter um quite the opposite if anything but um so i don't know if this is something that has been i don't know asked of him often or something that's been going around his with his within his tenure at like in montreal but apparently fans have been getting the uh impression that he just doesn't care anymore or that he's not bothered by anything and therefore that lack of caring it's translated that. into it's poor translated play. Exactly. We're talking about Price or so, William Nylander. <laughs> price. But, yeah, price, some assembly required. Yes, but what really kind of grind in my gears, I'll, I'll say, is when he did get asked about it the other day, he was quite rude and was just kind of like, no, I don't care, or it doesn't matter to me, or whatever exactly he said. Yeah, I'm and saying that. Anymore. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it doesn't matter anymore. That's what he said. And no, it doesn't. Um, but if your fans are actually concerned about your playing ability or your lack of caring, um, can't you just like, I don't know, give them something Yeah. to me, that was just like a slap in the face to his fans. You, you don't, and, as, as a professional athlete, you don't always have to answer to the reporters and the media. No, Some definitely. of the things that they ask are not, are not, it, uh, worthy of an answer. And I don't yeah. watch enough you know post-game pressers for the Habs to know if this is something that he gets asked all the time and if it is someone please tell me so I at least can make some sense of as to why he answered that way but to me it just kind of came off was like no I don't care what people are saying about me yeah so well, I, mean, I just feel like yeah, price is noted for being goldie yeah no but he's noted for being the consummate gentleman i mean pe pe people mm. respect him around the league as being that guy who's you know friendly he's caring carry he's good he's a good dude you know he does good things for the community yes. i thought that the comment was a little bit off color for carry price yeah yeah right. just, it rubbed me the wrong way i don't know why i don't know Not like, me. Uh, no no i love carry price and uh i mean i love him on team canada more than anything but I love him as a goalie. Um, he's a good player. He's a good dude. Uh, I see the way he's playing. And just like I mentioned, William Nylander, just because he doesn't scramble and he doesn't go crazy, doesn't mean he's not playing to the best of abilities no. or trying to. And right. if you're going to be in a market like Montreal and Toronto and you're going to really care about what the fans all the time, yeah. I mean, you get sick of hearing it. I'm sure you do. And like, I see all the, I see all the political cartoons um, for it, like overpriced yeah, and all this stuff. Like, it's distasteful. It's gross. And I'm glad he doesn't care. I'm glad he let people know he doesn't care yeah. because if that's what your career was about, caring just about what people said mm -hmm. for your current play, man, you're in the wrong business. Go True do that. something else True out of the spotlight. Oh, well no, said. Like that's that's why I said, like, well said. 
if this is something that's been brought up often, 100%, I'd probably tell the reporter where to go and how to mm. get there. But that's why I'm, I don't know. And it's been in the media in the last couple of days. So that's why I was like, I feel like I'm not the only person who kind of no. got like, huh, about that. Pretty, but anyway, bringing, that was my no, topic for today. They're bringing up bullshit, saying he's been inconsistent his whole career. Like, yeah, of course. No, up I mean, that's what do you want? How many awards the guy's that. got? No, they never won a cup, but I mean, that's just quite capable. That's just how ridiculous. Many, There's a reason why they paid him 10 million. I, yeah, I, didn't, I, I didn't see fans tripping over themselves cursing the contract when he you resigned asked, with, the, with their, with their exactly, team for 10 years. Exactly. So you ask 100 that. people that knows it. Ask 100 people what they know about hockey. Anybody that knows anything about hockey, whose team panel is number one goalie for the upcoming Olympics? Is anybody going to say anyone other than Carey Price? There's no, nobody else that I would want to represent the country. No. Like, that I, I can tell you I one guy who'd be a close song, second for right? me, who a lot of people would say, Ron, you're out of your mind, is Marc Andre Fleury. He, he, yeah, he's been, he's been doing things in Vegas that a guy who was kind of let go should never be doing. Yeah. Just I when mean, you think he's done. No, no, yeah. he's not with like, the Who yeah. is this guy and why is yeah. he so amazing? And another like character him, guy, right? Yeah. You know, he's just, he's just that smiley guy, flower, you know, I just, I gush over Andre, Mark Andre Fleury, and I want to see him on Edmonton this year, and uh, it never happened. Hmm. Yeah. A lot of love for the goalies today, guys. What's up? Yeah, well, I'm, just, I'm just glad Chad took off his Habs jersey long enough to get on this podcast. Very <laughs> <laughs> price Yeah, what's up with that, Chad? Maybe okay, let's to... let's roll into ten million. Is... I'll take my five million Freddie any day. Yeah, yeah me too. Two Freddies <laughs> for the price of one price. Um, <laughs> I uh, we got three Freddies now. Like we we got, we got goalies to burn. Yeah. Um, Which one do you want? Which we got? Three. No, that's the topic for another episode. <laughs> I'm keeping all three. Stay away from my goals. Yeah. He's mine and you can't have them. Hands off. <laughs> well, one thing about it, if they expose Hutch now to, to the uh, expansion draft, he's much more likely to get claimed than last year. Literally, yeah, yeah, that's true. Wow. Wow. What a, what a, anyway, I can't go gushing over was, Hutch. Was that their plan? I wonder, like, let's just keep this guy in our back pocket until the expansion draft. Well, and then pretty we'll, much. Just, I mean, we'll just show him and everybody be like, no, he played like shit. With, you know what I mean? And then we'll get to keep him. But yeah, that was their plan. Yeah. <laughs> they just didn't anticipate both our goalies getting hurt and that what's his name got claimed off waivers. Dell, Aaron. Yeah. If you yeah. say he's best gone, if he goes, uh, best gone. Yeah, uh, it's not a bad problem to have three great goalies. We had two no. guys injured, and Hutch carried the load and played amazing. Anyway, that's yep. that's yes. full circle. That's um, segment number two that we're looking to introduce into the Deke Snipe mm-hmm. Sally podcast, something we've talked about. I don't know what the, what the topics are going to be, but we want to introduce a segment called uh, uh, Hot Takes and Fast Breaks. So in, uh, in this segment, like uh, the guests will get to either choose a hot take that they're they're just gushing over something that uh, that they've seen in one of the recent games has just uh, stood out to them, or a uh, fast break, and it's more of a basketball term, I guess, really, more than anything. But uh, being something in the uh, in games that stood out to you, it doesn't necessarily need to be a scoring play either, but uh, something game related, uh, a play in the game that kind of maybe would turn the tide, TSN turning points type stuff. So I'm gonna throw it to I think Kylie this time first. Uh, Can I ask t- a question about the game first? Our new game that we're playing. It's just a well, game. <laughs> if, if the puck goes in over the blue line and you're in, already inside the blue line when it goes in, that's offside. Yeah. Okay. Now, if you shoot the puck from the other Stop side. Stop it. 
Oh, okay, I this I have a guy who's never played a game of hockey trying to explain the game. Of hockey. <laughs> like, come on. I'm just kidding. Um, no, but if you if you do if you do, you're okay. I'm sorry, you had like three games. Um, but if you do have like games. a good hot take, <laughs> can we agree or disagree with your take? Like, is that a thing, or are we just gonna this, keep this is our... gonna be a discussion point? So you, All throw, right. you throw throw out your topic, whether it be a hot take or a fast break. And we shall discuss, but you got to open it up with your uh, hot take fast break. Right, I, mean, I can't wait to disagree with you guys. <laughs> I know you're just, you live to do that. Um, okay. But I don't think you can disagree with this hot take. All right. I don't think you'll disagree with this one. Are you hot ready? Take. All right. Let's see it. Mikhaev is faster than McDavid. He kind of was last night. That, that fast and furious quarter And he honestly. won the puck battle, which is all that matters. That's, that's the <laughs> yeah. hottest of takes. I was like it. It, but he had that elbow. Maybe his arm was a little bit longer and he just maybe, maybe. Oh, nah. They even looked at each other like, we're doing it, we're doing it. And the two of them just kept going. And Mickey won. I watched yeah. it a lot today and I'm going to watch it tomorrow and I'm going to watch it the next day. And <laughs> well, like, how is it set up so good? And they just look at each other and it's, it's really know, funny. It's the, the media gushes over McDavid in the sense that they're like, oh, he's the fastest player in the league with the puck. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's good. That's what uh, it does with it. Yeah. There's mm -hmm. says who, like who? Well, what do we have to compare that against? Because anytime I've seen uh, Mikhaev on a, on a breakaway, it's not a breakaway; it's a pull away. He's yeah. he starts out somewhere between center and the blue line, and he just pulls away. So yeah. explosion. Um, it's not now. Like I said, McDavid's stick handling at high speed is, is just is, is mind boggling. My, my, I get a twitch like watching the ring. I'm like, life. yeah, it's not even. It's not really it's not human. Even human. Don't no. look fair, but. Uh, I'd be really interested, and we'll never know because they won't send Mikhaev to the All-Star game, but I would be really interested to see where that one would sit because I was always a big, you know, I'm like Kylie, big Cappy fan when it comes to foot speed. Yeah. That's where it ended for me with Captain. I didn't really like him otherwise, but he was fast, super fast. <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I mean. I like Cappy, you know, I like Cappy, especially when he got chippy in the playoffs. I was like, That I like was this. my favorite I, part about yeah. Cappy. Yeah, he, he, yeah. He, he got a bit of a mean side there near the end. Yeah. Of I was kind of, I was, I was feeling it. I, yeah, like, I liked him, I but him. I was like, oh man, this is great. And I was like, I know he's gone, but I'm enjoying this. the kind this. of player that I was, like just fast. I wasn't the greatest with the puck. I'd yeah. knock you on your ass in a heartbeat. And <laughs> just this, mouth going all the time. <laughs> yeah, great. Right. I, can't, I, can't I can't imagine you with your mouth going all the time. Yeah, are you sure the same person? Are you sure like, as you? No, not me. No, that's, that was, that's um, a great hot take. I love it. What about Smith. you, Ryan? Oh, me? Oh, you're going with Chad. Right. No, I'm asking you. Okay, yeah, that's right. Ryan can have... Me and Chad are going to team up on you now, I bet. <laughs> hot take. The Leafs block more shots with their skates than any other team in the league. Hands down. It's, 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 it's not even close. Is there like a is there a way we can like look up this stat? Because I feel like you're absolutely not. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not it's just Unless you have the video footage and like pick them all out yourself. Yeah. It's not okay. No, but like seriously, guys. Like I mean, like like I mean, it's kind of like Agreed. you know when you go through a stretch where like a, a certain player hits the post like eight times. It's kind of like that, except it's Zach Hyman's foot. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like get Thank out of the way. God, he wears shot blockers. Is all I, I can but say. he didn't before, but now he's like, okay, no. I guess I'm a magnet for it. Probably but again, so. anyone. I've seen a couple of guys. So it looks like they have this stick-on side, so where it's kind they of do. black and it's all the like logos out. That, I noticed they were out. Yeah, yeah, it goes up like I think it goes like underneath their blade, and then it comes up around. Because I noticed mm. 
the other game actually I was trying to point it out to Adam and they zoomed right in on uh, Hyman as I was telling them I was like oh perfect um mm. and you could see the little strap was hanging down I was like oh shit he's gonna fall right but, but anyway, some of them were actually um, like stuck on they stick on to all they the, stick on. the it, his looked like there was a little velcro strap okay, cool. or something I could like, be wrong maybe it was part of a, a, a skate or something but my um, I, my nervous like a little point. velcro my nervous point with all this is is Mitch Marner because it's one thing for the Zach Hyman's of the world to go out there and the Jimmy VCs to go out there and kill penalties and get their Jump foot in front of off. But yeah. when you're when your guy is out there who makes ten million bucks and he's out yeah. and he's an efficient penalty killer, one of the very best on the team. I I I yeah, I'd venture to say he's probably our best penalty killer. Next yeah. to Zach Hyman, I mean, two of them are just elite yeah. penalty okay. killers. Mckay is all right. We're blessed in that department. We got some good, good yeah. penalty killers. But when you're when one of them is making ten million bucks and he's arguably a heart candidate for your team, mm-hmm. he best be forced to put those on every time he goes killing penalties. I don't give a shit I who. Agree. Like you know what I mean? Like it just scares the living. But like I mean, I, I think yeah. back when he blocked those shots in the playoffs there. I don't even know if that was last year. Or the year. He gets in the net. When Are you we talking about the one that he, he jumped face first? He he's he's all heart. He jumped face first and yeah, he did. Yeah, shot. I remember. Yeah, it was yeah, yeah, yeah. In the playoffs, and he blocked it like three times. Right, protecting the lead. Next thing you know, he's like down on the ice like this. It's like oh no. And even I remember the post game, I think it was Matthews that was being interviewed and he was just like, I got to give it to Mitchie for that. Cause yeah. that was just, that was just crazy. Yeah. That's that extra yeah. push you need to win. And they all yep. got to have that. Finish I, off, I Chad. like that hot take. I like hot that takes one. for I fast breaks. Hot takes for fast breaks. Um, I'm just going to say the combo between Muzzin, Engvall and Hall shutting down McDavid, I'm just going to take that again because I was so impressed with how you were, how the how efficient they were doing that. Yeah. It looked easy. So and that would they, be a fast break. Edmonton, Edmonton right. looked, yeah. Edmonton looked demoralized. Like we have nothing. And one thing I noticed after the games, um, they're all like, "Well, Toronto is good. It's never like we did something really bad, you know." And that's what there usually is. But mm-hmm. I find in the interviews, it's starting to creep up and say, "Well." They're a very, very good team. And I think this mm-hmm. is what all the teams want to be. This is where they all want to go, especially Edmonton. I bet you McDavid and wrote a freaking list today and handed it and say, give that to whoever you need it to. Yeah. Let's build get that. Me there. That's what we need. Get me. We got 30 or get me there. <laughs> you know, Trade they, me. Do there. they have like 30 million cap space next year? Don't make sense. Well, so, so just eat, the organization has no They might money. be just a year behind. I say write this year off. But you brought up, you know, you brought you brought up down last night. You brought the, the, the two D men are shut down, guys. We we uh we gave a lot of love to Justin Hall. I think it might have been episode two, two maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, go back and watch that one, guys, because we talked in depth about Justin Hall. Uh, Joe Bowen did too. Joe Bowen did as well. Did, the Joe Bowen yeah. episode. Yeah. If you haven't watched the Joe Bowen episode, you're an idiot. Oh, oh my go God. watch it. Yeah, just like even don't even finish this one. Just just yeah. close this now. Close your just do something. Just get go, out of here. Yeah, go watch it. Like it, it's, it's it's by far. You will yeah. say, well, there's there's Ryan's uh, high point in his life, right? Um, Literally, Oliver. but the, the the stories that came out of Joe were just amazing. He, uh, we're so grateful he came on. So, anyway, fingers crossed we get him back. But watch the episode. Yes. Uh, but we gave a lot of love to to Justin, and we were at the time only I think seven games in ish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I got a question for you guys about Justin. So. That was seven games in. We're what, 23, 24, 25 tonight, yeah. something like that? Yeah, something like that. Do you think he's gotten better or worse? Or has it stayed the same? He's sustained it. 
Uh, I think. Probably the same. Yeah, I don't want to say he gotten like worse, but got no means. He's gotten better, if anything. When Muslim left, when Muslim left, it looked a little bit like something was gone. Cheeky. Yep. And that's it. I mean, he couldn't hold it up by himself, which is okay. You're you're a partner. But when he came back, it's like they never missed a beat. So. But I think I they're sustaining say, it really well. Oh, you mean Jake Muslim is playing with a broken face? I like that guy. Yeah, right. But I want to say when when Dermot got put up there to play with Hall, that was actually um, like I feel like he stepped up and he did a really good job. I do want to say that because we I, I know I, got, I don't think we've ever said show you. I wish I could zoom in. Show you. I got this little hangnail right here, and like I almost called in sick for work today. It's killing me. It's like it's brutal, guys. I'm serious. And Jake Mullen is playing with a broken. Got a hug there, guys. Right, <laughs> virtual oh. hugs. Oh. You know what? I'll tell you what, Chad. Do me Can a I favor. take back my hat? Then? What's get that? A, go get a card. Would you drop that off to Ryan? Oh boy, <laughs> get no, a few flowers and a tea. But you, you get my point, right? Jake Muslin yeah. is playing yeah. professionalized hockey with a broken face, face. a throbbing Literally. face <laughs> under that mask. Because you know, man, man I, I just the, the guy. Uh, and since since we're on the topic, and and we we're, we're we're talking hot takes, fast breaks. If we're going to talk standout defensemen and underrated players on the Just Leafs, can we, to say it. can we please talk about TJ Brody? Oh, goodness. I oh. meant that was supposed to be my hot take. Mm. Was TJ Brody, and I never wrote it down, so I kind of just winged it off the top of my head because I <laughs> like the shutdown. I was like, "Next TJ Brody, Next the, the extra effort, the extra effort every time." Man, I got to bring up the belly dives again, guys. Yeah, he's man. always mm-hmm. on his belly, and no, I love it. Yeah, and like just he knows like the perfect times to just poke that stick out, and when when it doesn't give up on the dive, play. when to get down on his mm-hmm. knee, when to, mm-hmm. I don't know, he's just he it makes is, it look easy. I tweeted last night. And I woke up to like a bunch of retweets. And all I said was, TJ Brody is the defenseman we always needed. Yep. And we have him. I always thought it was Hainsey with Riley, but no, no. I was wrong. I mean, oh, no. Hainsey was, was, was a great I still sample. Miss Hainsey. Hainsey was but, a great sample, but Hainsey, yeah, Hainsey would have been great playing in a spot there with Dermot currently. Now, don't actually yeah. take, I take back everything I just said because my favorite <laughs> defenseman on the team is not even TJ Brody. I have mad man love for Zach Bogosian. I another one, yes. I, I'm like I'm not kidding, guys. Like I mean, the guy, the guy has has come as well, below, well above advertised. Like I mean, yeah. like he's doing things. As, I mean, he's not. They're not leading the league in, in time on ice, but when he's out there, like it's he's just making he's an just impact. shutting it down. Huge like, difference yeah. maker, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, one of those games where he had, uh, I think it was, uh, was I think it was one of the Edmonton games it was McDavid maybe, and he was able to keep McDavid in front of him. You know what I mean? Like he, I mean, that's not easily done for anybody in the league. And you were, I was certainly looking, I was like, this is not going to end well for Bogosian. Not at all. But he he, he, he kept his angles perfect. He kept his yeah. gap control excellent. He's been breaking out the puck as good as anybody on the team. I'm not even I'm not even kidding. Like he's he's after springing forwards for for fast yeah. breaks in, in, in yeah, the last sure. It was all him. The Spezza, keeping it real simple. Yep, Spezza goal. Spezza goal uh, or not Spezza goal. The Spezza VC. set up there with the VC, VC goal. Yep. That was all Zach Bogosian. He I'm telling you, man. A million bucks. Yeah. All day. How long do we have him? Just this year? I hope I hope I hope he pairs up with Dermot till Dermot gets gray hair. Like I mean, (laughs) did you see the clip of the guys practicing fighting in practice? Yes, that literally made my heart melt. I was like, like, Oh oh, Bogo, you (laughs) you You teach him how to scrap. No, if Bogosian signs any kind of extension with his team, Ryan's rocking the jersey next year. I I I almost had a good one. Uh, yeah, shout out to Tony West who owned the uh, David Clarkson jersey. I'm gonna get the uh, the Bogosian. Except you want to regret it. Yeah, 
I want to remind so. you guys, but pregame is starting. But uh, I was going to say, like, <laughs> you guys, just, we have just, a Leafs game. Today. Just half hour. I would sit. I can sit here and gush about Toronto defense forever because I've never really gotten to do that in my life. I so literally. I'll do that as much I can. I said today, talking to a friend of mine who's a Leaf fan, I said this is the first time in like ever, probably, that there's there's never a point where I'm like, oh, who's on ice? Who's on ice? And I'm like, oh yeah. shit, oh god, you know what I mean? Where it's mm-hmm. like, I have faith in every single one of those defensemen, all of them, not just our yeah. defensemen, yeah. but I finally have some faith. All right, I got, I got some boy Dubas. We're gonna close out. We'll close out the hockey talk with. Uh, Prediction. Give me your uh, first goal score for the Leafs tonight. Um, Austin. Maddie. Austin. Just because he's due. Hmm. Let me think. Sorry. I'm sick of picking McKayev, and you know what? I'm going to be easy on him because I'm always like, he's got to score. He's got to score. You know what? I don't care if he ever does. He's getting these huge breaks, shorthanded. I don't care. Just keep doing that because you're doing something fantastic. And just keep that going. Consistency is where it's at. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm all right with that. So if I'm going to pick anybody. You know what? I'm gonna go with JT. You know he got that nice goal from Thorne. So let's, yep. uh, let's get JT rolling. Or Willie Styles. I was thinking Willie Styles. But I'm I'm throwing Love it out it. to to my my the Ryan Gates choice. When I get into the to, to the Writers Guild and I get to vote someday, I'm gonna be voting <laughs> even if he's retired for Jason Spetson. All right. So that's I my guy. I, I've I got no reason to believe he can't score tonight. <laughs> so yeah. I'm gonna choose him because I think he deserves a shout out. Um, one last thing, we've got a guest coming up. We're gonna yes. be we're gonna be filming a podcast Ooh. in the near future with a guest, and he is a former Calgary Flame, and we can't wait to have this guy on the show. He is he's one of the all time greats in the league. Uh, I don't want to so get into pumped. it too much as to because we're just gonna we're we're gonna we're gonna blow it into water. Uh, with all of his accolades when we get him on the show. But yeah. we've got a great guest lined up in the one and the only Mr. Theo Fleury. Um, we were excited about Joe Bowen. I'll never forget it. But I'm equally as excited about this guy. He, I was a fan as a kid. I'm a fan of him as an adult, the things he's been doing in, in, in the public. And uh, we've got some great topics lined up to talk to him about, guys. Man, he's that big one, man. Big yeah, fish. So. And, uh, and we're so stoked sure. to have him. Things sure I didn't see coming when I decided to say, sure, I'll hop on a podcast. Right? Let's, yeah. let's talk to Theo Fleury, a handful of episodes. No big that... deal. Yeah, that's okay. I've so done this that's our, that's our big announcement. And uh, again, make sure you tune in, guys. We'll be, we'll be throwing up some, pro- from, some promo for that coming up uh, once we mm-hmm. get a little bit closer. Uh, I'll get you a date as well when we get a little bit closer. But uh, keep an eye out for that one. It's coming. And, uh, and it's going to be a doozy. So... Uh, stay tuned for that um, so everybody out there if you like what you've seen you enjoyed the show you enjoyed Carly's off topic let us know if you enjoyed hot takes fast breaks let us know if you're excited about the Theo Fleury episode if you're not you're an idiot again yeah don't watch the Joe Bone when you're an idiot if you haven't tuned in to catch the Dean McDonald episode whoa you are an idiot there's so much good content in those interviews that I, I'm just beside myself don't want to toot our own horns or anything. No, I got no issue with tooting my own horn. It was awesome. No. The, the, the guests were phenomenal. We did Jesus. very little other and just go, mm-hmm, wow, you are phenomenal. Yeah, so, just... no, tune in, catch those episodes, guys. If you like what you've seen, make sure you hit the subscribe button down below on our YouTube channel. You can get us on Spotify, Apple uh, Music there. You can get us on uh, Google uh, Podcasts, anywhere basically you listen to podcasts. And, of course, at deeksnipeselly.ca and deeksnipeselly on Facebook. 
Make sure to follow us on Twitter at mm-hmm. SellyD. So if there's nothing else, guys, I guess we just go peace out. Go Leafs go. Go Leafs go. Did you Adios. just say the same thing? <laughs> <laughs>